0: Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. It's Monday, May 18th. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Hello, Cliff Dorfman. Welcome to Stuck at Home, Cliff Dorfman. Yes, welcome to Stuck at Home Indeed. Huzzah. What a great huzzah. great day. I watched What is the great the, huzzah, huh? What's a what's the huzzah? Huzzah is well, it is a English or should I say a Commonwealth term that is uh used, it was used a while ago. I want to say 17th century maybe for sailors instead of hooray. It was huzzah, but they'd say it after everything. Oh yeah. That was good. Like, and in the in the like, great like,
1: like word. Huzzah, huzzah yeah, dog. It's
0: like, eh, and all is well in the land. Huzzah! Huzzah! Yeah. Nice. But now you're not it's gonna really be able really to stop agree. saying it. Now I'm just <laughs> walking around to my kid. I'm like, oh, you're you're uh, in a Fortnite tournament. Huzzah! Huzzah!
1: Did you? Was there something that inspired the huzzah? Are you bringing huzzah back? Are you taking it back for the? For well, the no. I wish
0: I could. Uh, Tony McNamara took it back. The great. I watched the whole uh, series, all ten episodes, this this Flat weekend, on. and uh, I was fucking floored, man. Holy crap! So they use yeah. it all the time. First of all, it takes place in eighteen. Since you, I know you haven't watched it. I'm just gonna talk. this is
1: the the, the, this is the, uh, the new Hulu show you're talking about, right? Yeah,
0: the new two, the new Hulu show that uh, Tony um, uh, Mcnamara, who wrote The Favorite,
1: yeah. yep, yep, is, yep,
0: uh, he created, and uh, it's about uh, Catherine the Great and Peter, the Emperor Peter, mm-hmm. in Russia in like 1672. I think I want to say mm-hmm. is when Peter reigned. I could be wrong. I'm I'm going off the top of my head. And uh-huh. Alan Fanning is uh, Catherine the Great, you know, in waiting. And uh-huh. uh, Nicholas Holt, as we determined on Friday, is uh is Peter the he can't find a name for himself.
1: I did <laughs> I did watch the first uh five to twelve minutes of that. I'm <laughs> not sure what <laughs> really, I remember. Really got a well, I put it on right before bad time and it uh-huh. had that perfect there's some shows that have a perfect type <laughs> of like audio, a residence frequency that just kind of vibrates into my brain and goes fall asleep, Jason. Right, and that's it. There's, and right. real right. ran right. that one worked. Scarface mm-hmm. actually works really well. It took me very long time to get through Scarface because I just chill. I'd watch it and I'd just like you wouldn't oh, like wake I-. up at the chainsaw. No, I would wake up. I, I I can wake up at the credits just because if the audio's steady, even if there's some like ups and downs, mm-hmm. as long as like it doesn't. I I I have a really great ability to fall asleep. Doesn't matter. Wake up right at the credits. It started. I remember the. I kind of remember the very first time this happened. It was at the Empire Strikes Back. I remember my parents. I remember being taken to the drive-in. I remember seeing the opening credits, and I remember waking up at the end credits. But that's all I saw. I was only three. So, but oh, that's
0: does that for i don't get it i don't get i mean lord of the rings is is like it feels like they they increase the uh, i'm getting used to this fucking mic by the way i don't know if all you can all notice i'm like fidgeting i'm like over here and over here this is better the mic is amazing by the way uh starburns audio just came on the weekend and hooked me up with a bunch of stuff so we're increasing the picture fold that'll be happening this week and got new audio with this focus right box we're just fucking making it happen over here
1: Lord of the Rings does it for me, too, Nancy, especially the longer versions where it's like just mostly meals um, and just like stopping <laughs> to eat like 150 times. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm there. I'm there. I like I, they, I, in Lord
0: I, of the Rings, they increase the battle uh, volume, like the SFX in the battles.
1: They might, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. But because it's a consistency and like the music kind of brings it. Oh, mm-hmm. Tombstone. Tombstone does it for Tracy. Uh, tombstone, People your, your, look, your honeysuckle. I'll be your Huckleberry huckleberry right it's not honeysuckle yeah, yeah. Honey suckle, maybe <laughs> yeah um but there's i think it's just it, you know and the 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 end of a movie always that that music is always different it's not like it goes into that it's like very distinct it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing like watching tv uh you know commercials will do it but the show itself because there's kind of a steady like sound design in it for some reason mm-hmm. no, no, i could. I could I could fall asleep right as soon as uh uh as soon as Al Pacino gets arrested and not wake up through <laughs> chainsaws, explosions, nothing, just uh, some dance music at the end.
0: That's just how it does. You work no sanitation, man. <laughs> uh, wait, sorry, that puts you to sleep. So what we've just established in a long-winded way is that the great has the same audio frequency that will put you to sleep, like delta waves. That's right. That's right. It will. Okay, but Eddie I'm still. what up, Eddie?
1: But I'm still watch gonna. I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go into it. I didn't watch that this weekend. You liked it though. You you recommend? Is I'm this a, hard- no, I,
0: okay? So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it for a minute because I think it's fucking. I, I think it's absolutely it's uh, fantastic. So here's what I think. First of all, what's genius about what what Tony does in taking this? You know, I mean, if you look up, do me a favor. While I'm talking about this, Jason. Look up a picture of the actual Catherine the Great. And then look up a picture of Dakota Fanning, uh, L Fanning, sorry. And this is really L Fanning's coming out party as as an actor and, and arriving from underneath the shadow of uh, Dakota, in my opinion, right? It was Dakota who was in man of fire. Right. So first of all, what Tony McNamara does that's so fucking brilliant is that this takes place in 17th century Russia, right? This is what I said about 1672. Now everybody there is British. Okay, Catherine the Great hereditarily, which is not a word, but her her lineage is from Germany. She's a German who came to Russia to marry Emperor Peter in Russia. So, and Catherine the Great, I mean, what a I mean, the great really worked for her. But not she's not a looker as, you know, back in that day, I imagine there was not, you know, men were not I'm lookers, either, best, there's not a lot of lookers back are, in that day. No one looked like Nicholas they all <laughs>
1: um it's kind of funny i'm looking at the you know i'm trying to find some pictures and i think i found one to to share while we talk uh oops that's the wrong screen that's all right. the pictures
0: <laughs> oh, but you found one right uh, next to it right i see that like yeah so i L and I, then one with Catherine.
1: yeah yeah let me let me bring that one up real quick hold on this this is the one thing this software does not do well allow me to sh- like change screen okay. share real fast you keep doing
0: it while we're doing i like the whole moving around the screen thing it reminds me of like the first season of 24 when i was enamored by that <laughs> Uh, so everybody back then pretty much
1: looks Uh, like uh george washington i think like everybody (laughs) like everybody looks like they belong on the front of the dollar bill just a, a different uh Yes. different.
0: Places. So, first, so, 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 what is so great about the show, you know, he's taken history and it says an occasionally true story and he, he fucking twists it on its ear. Everyone who's supposed to be Russian is British. The Swedes are British. I think it's a different dialect of Brit. And it's like he's written everything. So, instead of, but if you read the dialogue as it's being said, like out loud, huzzah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Scott Porch. If you read the dialogue as it's being said out loud, it sounds uh-huh. Russian because remember, they're all supposed to be Russian. So like, right. I do this right now. Fuck off. And there's everyone saying, fuck off. Fuck you. You know, yes, I've killed people. That's it. I mean, come on. It's Russia. It happens yeah. like this is the you know, it, it, you see where Tolstoy and like Chekhov is in it and everyone's British. And then fucking L who is. Deservant of every award for this, as is Nicholas Holt, and as is, as is the supporting cast of directors and Tony for across the board. But what's so fucking I mean, Elle Fanning did the you know unthinkable, which is you know, the American did a British accent when she comes from Germany, which is even more genius,
1: right? So she's from Germany into, yeah. into America doing the British accent. Hey, you know what? If they can take all our superheroes, we can take Russian um oligarchs.
0: By the no. way, I, I see no problem with it. it. It's absolutely fantastic. They they make complete fun. But the violence is all there. The killing, the yeah. slitting of throats, the, you know, it, it's attacked in a uh, a very nonchalant way, which is, I, I think, Tony McNamara's way of saying you know, it was nonchalant in Russia. I mean, violence now is nonchalant in Russia more so than even here. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: I'm glad you told me that. And I'm glad you told me all of this, because I can admit something right now i i think of myself as a pretty smart person history isn't always my best when it comes up from all the place i don't know much about Catherine the great i don't know much about that russian stuff and so watching it i thought the whole story was that some british girl was getting married off to a russian prince in the <laughs> in the beginning of the show and I, <laughs> so <laughs> this makes more right. sense yes.
0: thank you and by the way also you. you know for all you pervs out there there's a lot of fucking in this show a lot of fucking um not a tremendous amount of nudity but a lot mm-hmm. of fucking like a lot of fucking it. yeah a lot of fucking and 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 Peter I, uh, is 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 the uh is the most depraved
1: yeah
0: oh yeah and they exactly. do great things like they originate like you know after a great you know uh, uh, sex session her lover uh, uh, you know discovers the word wow Oh wait, what is this? If I tell you guys about, it, I know. Oh yes, your mom. We we made your mom watch this. Much is true, for us mm-hmm. to make sure it was any good before we started spending time doing that. That's true. So, yeah, and so she, she also. Watches, I, I is that what you said? There's quick answer on the birthday
1: shirt. Mom is I did not put it on today because I was saving it for my birthday to send it to everybody. But I'll wear it tomorrow. I promise.
0: Yes, we have a countdown to Jason's birthday, May twenty eighth. It All is right. around the corner it really is wait is that this thursday
1: oh, next thursday
0: next, next thursday, thursday. Yeah, you just scared the After. shit out of me i'm like look i know time's going by quick but
1: yeah no no next anyway. week's a three-day weekend guys party it up everybody you know stay at home an yeah, extra right. day um staycations for all i give you uh, i give you all permission to just sit at home and do nothing on monday
0: love it you're welcome i've been trying to like improve my posture but next
1: thursday's the, the day
0: like I keep sitting on my elbows, and I shouldn't be doing that. I don't want to do that. Do you still hear mm-hmm. me well when I sit back here? I'm like really weird about this. Movie. I do. You I really get a really little, there's that. a little poppy thing I think kind of going on. Are you
1: touching anything cable wise?
0: Uh, no, no, I got all the cables uh, looped up here. How about if I lower the monitor of the game? How's that? Is that better?
1: You sound, good. You, sound you sound, you sound, sexy. I, I sound love it. Velvet. I love it.
0: all oh, right Maltaine. sound velvet. What do you got?
1: Nothing. I was curious. Like, so you watched that? Did you watch anything else this weekend?
0: Well, yeah. Well, wait, I'm going to finish. So, so overall, like there's things like he discovers the word. Wow. He, you know, they come up with um, uh, uh, like, like satirical cartoons when they bring in the printing press. So th- there's some very interesting things that they do. Overall, I'd say it's a, you know, it's not what you think it is at all. It's violent. It curses every oh. other minute. Huzzah. It's, you know, very, very historically inaccurate, but accurate. Oh. Huzzah. It's about a coup. There's a lot of violence and uh it's funny as hell so i would suggest getting into it
1: so if you know if you've watched the favorite it's kind of lines up there cuz that's kind of the, the the way that that show was that movie was too it was kind of historically inaccurate it was really funny violent filled with squares so if you if you know the favorite you know what to expect if you don't it's not going to be a historical drama by any means
0: yeah and he likes to take these american uh actresses and um have them be british like emma stone in the favorite and now Al Fanning, who really I have to say is uh, revelatory, revelatory,
1: revelatory. Yes, revelatory. Now,
0: I I did watch that. I have been going fucking nuts, by the way, on this uh, golf game, this Top Golf game. Mm-hmm. There are certain games, you know, it's hard, and you like have to get through it, like COD. I don't mind COD, sex, violence, and funny, my kind of show. Huzzah, huzzah, Nancy. <laughs> so yes, I'm telling you, it's catching on. We're going to do this. So. We're going to be doing it long after the great comes and goes. I'm just telling you, we'll still be here. Um, <laughs> I was saying something. I She's
1: already coming gone, So that's, that's fair. That's truth. Even if you, it... what was I saying? No, so you're just saying uh, I you're you're been playing this golf game. You've been obsessed with this golf game.
0: Yeah, so like COD, it'll it'll take me and and you know it's hard, but you can get through like the story thing, or whatever. So you try to progress through this, uh, you know, uh, the PGA tour, and it literally like you'll be one under par going into like the eighth hole or even the fifteenth hole, and then all of a sudden it just like on a three foot putt. Or a five-foot putt, you're like, it doesn't go in, then it doesn't go in again, and then you're three over, and then you do a perfect shot, but it still goes in the water. And by the time you're done with the three holes to the 18th, you're up 13 and out of the round. So, and, and I've tried this. I, I mean, I, I'm embarrassed to say how many hours I've spent. And I'm not an uncoordinated person.
1: Right. Now, is this like a controller-based thing, or do you have like a, is it like a Controller Wii? Where you based like, oh, okay, controller-based thing. Okay.
0: Controller-based thing, there's no reason. It's like, click, click. It, like my thumbs work well. There's no, I, so here's my thing. I'm not a tough guy or anything, but like, I, honestly, if I met someone who wrote the code for that, I'd like to like spar with them. <laughs> I'll just be like, here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a first. dick on purpose.
1: How, how's my slice, bitch? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four, bam. All right. <laughs> now, I did play a lot of that though. This, I, so, but what I am also happy about is Jason got me a, uh, a vr headset for my uh sent it over for my ps4 and i fucking got to at least go back into the gym and work out this weekend in a boxing gym that fucking game creed yeah you have fun unbelievable i'm doing mitts two hours of workout i can't wait to finish the show and start again today i'm doing mitts with rocky with slime he's like staring right at you with the vr you're like
2: it's all hey, oh, hit, yeah. hit this one. It he doesn't talk. Oh, no. he
0: doesn't talk. I wish he did. But he's got the mitts up and the numbers. You're on the bag, you're on the double end bag. The exercises are insane. And it almost feels like you're, you know, with those controllers, you're like you're hitting something. Like I'm not hyper-extending at all. Wow. I mean, it and then if you want to go on career mode, I spent two hours just training, doing double end, there's a heavy bag, there's the treadmill. <laughs> I mean, it gets fucking nuts, man. Then you go in the ring and you can do the locomotive or the offense and, and by the way, and they're like swiping above you, you got to go under and it's really fucking yeah. sensitive. I'm sore as fuck already today. Yeah. On top of that, you can go into the career mode and then you can actually fight motherfuckers.
1: Oh yeah. It's fucking okay. awesome. I didn't do that one. I did. A, I did a little Beat Saber this weekend because I got inspired, and then I did the the one called the Box VR. And the Box VR is yeah, just it's that. just it's just like punch, 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 duck, duck, duck. And <laughs> but they it, do. It's like it's like a cardio. So hook. Left, right, left, huh, huh. But and then you got a squat. And so I got about six minutes through that. I did not get thirty minutes. That. I did some Beat Saber and other things beforehand, which I would like to believe is why i was so tired but after those six minutes um i'm still feeling it in my legs and i am uh i felt like i got a great workout today i'm going seven if i get seven really? tomorrow i'll get eight by the end of the month i can go 45 minutes to two hours by the end of the year one billion minutes on the game That's yeah, by
0: the way, now is box only the box is that only for pc or is it for
1: I think it might be on PlayStation. Mine's I have a, I obviously I have a few different types of things. I think it might be there, but Creed, I think you'll probably do the same thing just to, in a more fun way.
0: Huh. Guess who's here? Oh, do we have our guest here today?
1: Our guest is here. Our guest oh, I is here.
0: Charlie. So everybody, even yeah. it's been posted and everything. So, uh, should we do a little, a little, yeah, intro for, yeah. for our guest? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is the EP and co-host of Switched on Pop, Vox's podcast about the making and meaning of popular music, which was recently nominated for a 2020 Webby for Best Art and Culture podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Harding. Charlie Harding, hey, welcome! Hey guys. Hello, Charlie, how you doing buddy? Welcome. Yeah, doing great.
1: Thanks for having me, much appreciated. Thanks for being I'm here. Glad. I'm going to shoot myself from the, the, the picture so you guys
0: Oh, look at that! We're we're more intimate already. Oh, I love the background. We got the keyboard and the guitars and everything. How how you doing? How's everything going, bud?
2: I'm luckily doing very well. Feeling very grateful. Healthy. Family's good. Thanks for checking in.
0: That's that's really nice. And you're you're out here in LA, or where are you quarantined?
2: Yeah, I live in Los Angeles, uh, where I produce our show, and uh, I produce here in my home studio. So the show goes on.
0: <laughs> Nothing much has changed. In other words,
2: luckily, no, not for me.
0: Thank God! Yeah, thank God! Very, very grateful for that. Right now, that. now, where are you from, Charlie? Originally,
2: I grew up in the state of Maine. Um, lived on the East Coast, but as soon as I graduated college, found my way over in California as fast as I could.
0: <laughs> now, did you know Stephen King, or was he just a neighbor? Or yeah, they... there's
2: about there's about three people in the state of Maine, and so Stephen yeah. King is you know all of our neighbors. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like whenever anyone hears I'm Jewish and from Long Island, they're like, do you know Bill Cohen? Like, I, I, yeah, like a hundred of them. Yeah. so sorry, So no, no, I, I imagine Stephen King is the same as Jewish geography. All right, so you go to maine, where Where'd you go to school? Now you get you're looking to get out of Maine, it seems you're like I went to l a as fast as possible.
2: <laughs> came to California quickly. Uh, I think it was I, I studied music at Brown University, I actually didn't finish my music degree. I ended up studying international development uh, and had a whole sort of nonprofit career that was separate from my music career. And um, I, I moved to California mostly because I was looking to figure out how to get. Um, I think I, I always think of this um, this John Mulaney joke, which is he, he talks about what it's like to. He's from an Irish Catholic family, and he says, you know, in, in an Irish Catholic family, what you do, and, and it's sort of like similar to like a waspy family from New England. It's like, what you do is you like you take your emotions, and when you feel something like really difficult, you take it, and you just like put it right here in this jar, and you know, you just like keep stuff in that jar, and then one day, you die. <laughs> and I was like, you know, uh it is very funny. And I just like I think I thought that moving to California would be helpful to um help me learn how to express myself more. And uh, hey look, I run a podcast now, so I guess I guess I succeeded in that way.
0: You really did. I mean, Brown University and plus, you know, it is true, right? You were on the Nigerian top 40. You had a hit song? <laughs> I had Nigeria a
2: song Yeah, I had a song that played in Nigeria. On the radio i don't know where it i don't know exactly like where it landed in the charts if at all what i know is that i had worked in nairobi kenya and i had a close friend who was a music producer there we made a beat one day and i came back to the states and i was like hey what'd you do with that beat and he's like check it out and like sent me his link and he's like hey i'm big in nigeria <laughs> The song was happened. called the song was called party nation so it was a really deep and meaningful song
0: Listen, i mean aren't those the ones that become hits
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right.
0: Deep, For meaningful sure. ones. And that's why, thank God, you know, we do we have a show like Switched on Pop, because what I love about what you and your partner do is the bra- I'm a classically trained pianist. So totally. breakdown of the theory and, you know, and we're going to get into the Fiona Apple of it all, which was your newest sure. episode, which I'm obsessed with. Um okay. But the way you break it down and you say, like, oh, well, here, look at this piece of music. This is what she's taking here. This is what they're doing here. This is from these gospel greats. And you really take almost like a scientific and an artistic approach at the same time. So how did you start with this idea?
2: Yeah, it came about in 2014. I was actually on a road trip with my uh, co-host, Nate Sloan. He's a musicologist. He teaches uh, musicology at USC here in Los Angeles. And I had a songwriting and production background. We're driving up the California coast and he had just done this lecture for some of his students. How did
0: you guys know each other?
2: We were buddies from college and we had played in a band in the Bay area together for um, a handful of years. What
0: was of name of the band? Name
2: of the band, please. Call it Simpler Times after named after a really um, not very tasty Trader Joe's beer, but it was cheap I and mean, it worked, so that was the name of the band named after the beer. Uh, not oh. very creative. Uh, we uh, So we were driving up the down the coast, and Nate puts on Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe and starts doing this lecture, which he had just done for a handful of his students. And I think at that point, I probably would say that I was a bit of a music snob and just didn't really pay attention to what's going on in a pop song. Mm-hmm. and carly ray's song is one of those just perfect silly little love songs where what it does is it takes a feeling that might often be trivialized but is actually i think really important i don't think there's much more of an awkward feeling than asking somebody out and waiting for their response like that just <laughs> like, it doesn't let your heart sink just thinking about like yeah. I, and I've, and I've been married I anymore. for years yeah. But it is like it's still like that that teenage moment of you got to ask somebody out. And what's amazing about Call Me Maybe is when she's like, when she, she when she's asking somebody out, in between all of her lyrics are these sort of like, um, she said like, "Hey, I just met you." No response. All you get is a string that goes dum da dum. So you're like, and this is crazy. Pause. <laughs> dun dun. <da, da." laughs> right here's my number. Nothing. <laughs> Call me, maybe. And what's neat throughout that entire time where she's not getting any response, the harmony underneath is jumping around the home chord. There's basically no resolution in the harmony. So just as she's feeling anxious and uncertain, so is the music underneath. And so it it takes this, this little moment, this very visceral feeling that we all know, and then puts it to music in the just most perfect way. So, we heard that song and we were like, oh, we need to turn this sort of lecture that you did into a show. And in fact, my co host Nate was moving to get to take a job in New York. I was moving to Los Angeles, and we thought that oh, wow. uh, we could do a long distance podcast as a way of continuing the dialogue on our musical relationship. So, now six years later, we, we do that every single week and talk to some of the, the, the biggest uh, folks in music. Actually, we're, we're speaking with Carly Ray right tomorrow.
0: I, first of all, I love Carly Rae, and by the way, I was a lover of that for real? from the, wait, wait yeah, for real, right? Sorry, I'm
1: a, I'm a huge Carly Rae Jepsen fan. I love What's that album. Cool? When she did a release party at the uh, uh, the roller rink in, in in the valley, I was there uh, for that. la really? for really, yeah, she's. Hilarious. Hey, I, the, love I love yeah, our getting, I love songs. Like, I love Carly with you, but you were there by like as yeah. an adult. We went with work like we a whole bunch of us went roller skated to the to, for the Carly Ray Jepson launch party. Not at this job, <laughs> but at an older job. But yeah, I love it. I'm not I, wish, I'm leaving
0: I,
2: would, now. Have I would have been there with you.
0: Wait, so Carly Rae is, is coming on?
2: Yeah, we're going to do a sort of meeting the muse episode. I'm, I'm sort of sad that we'll both be in Los Angeles just a few miles apart and we're gonna do so talk to each other from afar but uh, we're gonna have a really great time we're gonna talk about her her last record dedicated which was just so spectacular
0: okay so let's for a few moments please talk yeah. about this eight year in the making in the waiting Fiona Apple mm-hmm. fetch the bolt cutters and the amazing wow. yeah. the amazing autopsy you guys did on it in uh, this episode so why don't you tell me first of all Okay, I, I guess how can you not do this album? But once you say, "Okay, we're gonna do this album," sure. h- how much prep goes into an album like this, where you have to just there's so much to vet.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm always trying to relate what's happening in contemporary music to either some larger cultural issue or the music or musical history, something in the past. And Fiona's work, she's somebody who where every album is so thoughtfully constructed that in order to do this piece. I had to rabbit hole. I spent 3 days straight listening to her music, reading every interview. I, I I just went into this fabulous Fiona Apple spiral. And it honestly it's I'm so grateful that I get to do that as my job. is just to listen deeply 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 and think on the music. So, you know, some some pieces come to me pretty quickly. I know what's going to happen. I've got like here's the structure of I think what this piece needs to be about, but with Fiona, you know, her work is the kind where it's so good that every, that it's expansive, right? Every time you listen, new things occur to you. So it, it couldn't be done quickly.
0: It, we all agree it's a masterpiece, right? I mean, everyone except my son's mom thinks it's a masterpiece.
2: <laughs> it's she a challenge it
0: for some reason.
2: You know, it's in so many masterpieces throughout music history have not been acknowledged as such in their initial playing, right? So if you, you know, like the the sort of iconic moments of like Stravinsky or Beethoven and which audiences flip out because the symphony, like I don't know, like the, the, you know, the ninth symphony or something, people are like, why are there five movements? So this is, I think one of those where the album in many ways is not an easy listen. Like it has challenging percussive moments. It is, it doesn't follow a lot of pop song forms that hold our hand with a, nice hook in a post chorus to bring us back around you know it, it it's something that requires us to sit down and listen something that an activity that so often I think gets um, pushed aside in our life but for that I think it's spectacular because it really needs uh, that, list, that that deep listening
0: well Glenn Campbell called it uh, shut-in tracks <laughs> It was for the shut-ins yeah. the deep tracks on the album were for the shut-ins who really like to listen to the artist.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, she recorded this album at home in in, in Venice. She used the uh, all of the various objects of her house as instruments banging on pots and pans. Yeah, right. And, and you can hear that. And I think, you know, obviously that it, it came out during quarantine, social distancing period. It was sort of like, oh, the most brilliant thing in the world was made at home of somebody who's kind of sounds like they're going a little bit mad and we can relate to that.
0: Well, okay. So you two things right right there. So the first thing is, and you you brought this up in your uh, episode is that in the episode about the album is that it was supposed to come out in October and Fiona actually pushed the release up for quarantine.
2: Yeah. Well, because it was, I think there's a lot of reasons why people are doing that. And I think the artists that are pushing their music back and waiting to release things, I think it's going to be challenging because music is one of the fastest moving co- parts of our culture and things that were made six months ago to be released today they're not going to sound like where our culture is at six months from now the music will have changed but maybe so will our values the we're all experiencing a very collective you know just dis- disarray in our in our lives and i think music will come to reflect that whether um, it's the changing nature of, um, you know, our, our, our trap and EDM, which have been the dominant sounds of the last handful of years, is going to fade into something else because we're on the other side of a, both of a musical period and, uh, uh, and a cultural period. I think for Fiona, this is a perfect moment for her to recognize. This is a weird album, but this is the album of this moment.
0: Well, yeah. And by the way, what the second part of that I wanted to say was this leads us into an interesting discussion about art with, you know, stripped varnish. The idea that we're seeing these DIYs, these made at home, even Fiona Apple who can make any level of album she wants, you know, she's doing DIY, releasing it early. How is this going to affect, you know, what we're seeing? And let me ask it in twofolds: How do you think it's going to affect what we're seeing in the future coming up with new artists? And is this opening a window to maybe give us some more rock and roll back?
2: Okay, so first question first. Um, I think we are, we've already seen very successful records made at home. Obviously, Billie Eilish's record, one swept the Grammys, made in her home with her brother, Phineas, on the same hardware that I'm actually speaking to you with. Like, same recording device into a laptop. It's amazing, right? idea, right. Yeah. And and, and so that's available you have a multimillion dollar studio and a couple thousand dollars set up in someone's home. The people are ready for that. The gear is ready for that. It's already been happening. That Those trends are just going to accelerate. And I think it certainly will be challenging to the studio system where, you know, in studios you can record. I you know I've gotten to hold a microphone that Beyonce has sung into. You can only do that in a handful of places and there is a certain uh, mystique to that. But for people John that like- on
0: The piano that Elton John played on at Ocean Way. right. Right. Oh, and, you know, and Ocean Wave
2: is uh, one of the best studios in the world. and like, sound like. Yes. Right. So, okay. So people, but you can also imitate the Ocean Wave reverb sound with a universal audio plugin and make that yes. sound at your home.
0: But you could never do that before. This is right. most recent.
2: This Unreal. is just the last handful of years. So I think, I think what Fiona's Zelda shows us is that like, especially if you're someone like her who likes to really, fiddle and, and, and work with things until they're just right or likes to have the, she she doesn't she's uh, sort of famously had stage fright issues and uh doesn't really like being put on the spot she likes to sort of work her emotions out in her own process and I think at home allows you to do so so I think we're just going to, I think that trend has already been happening and this is just going to accelerate it, it gives people a lot, of, a lot of permission. The other thing the album does though than just recording at home is I think it's giving permission to people that says that you're your best music does not need to sound perfect. The sort of like polished sound of pop that has persisted over the last, that has sort of built itself up over the last decade doesn't need to be the sound of great music. If you're have rough edges, you want to have the sound of the room in your recording. You can do that if it fits the meaning of the song. And I think that's where her work really uh, stands out. It's that, she okay. is, is pouring out emotions and in, to- in, in, in topics that I've never heard in a record, issues of like female friendship, something which is so often ignored, but like even stranger, the the friendship between um, her and the person that her ex cheated on with and trying to f- form a female bond between these two people and recognizing abuse, They're, yeah. And all of this, So there's, this is a heavy record and I think that it sounds like her in her space gives permission to be other people to do the same. So you asked about rock and roll.
0: Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge, uh, you know, (laughs) you know, so yeah. Give me some hope, man. Talk to me, Charlie.
2: Well, I think this record you could say is a very rock and roll record, or you could say it's a punk rock record or it's a DIY. Like it, it it has a Uh, lot of different. Sure. Totally right. Patty Smith is There's referenced. In the river? Yeah, yeah. She has this lyric with like, um, uh, my like, my, my dog? Yeah, Glory NXS is, Hurricane Gloria is my dog, my man, and my guitar are my Holy Trinity or something like this. Yeah. And that's a reference to a Patty Smith track, right? So like, she's even name dropping um, you know, some punk rock in her record. Fiona Apple's idiosyncratic though. Like, she's she's a pianist on which she's made an album where there's only four songs i believe that she plays piano on like most of it is just sort of like diy percussion so i think in some ways this is really punk rock i think the aesthetic of like you can just pick up anything in your house and you can make it i think that's super rad i think we're not hearing a lot of i I hear her vocal timbre and some of the way that she plays the piano some references maybe to sort of like jazzy and bluesy styles, but I think like the roots of rock and roll aren't in this record. I think it's the aesthetic of a, like I'm going to do whatever the F I want kind of attitude that you
0: can hear. I agree. But now is it going to open up the door? Because to me in the last 10 years, we've watched rock and roll pretty much die. Do Do you agree with that?
2: I think like the genre as it established itself over as, as like the predominant form of popular culture in the 20th century Yes, largely. I mean, there's, there's still very successful touring acts that there's still great music being made, but it is definitely a, uh, it, it feels, it sounds like a relic.
0: Right. Well, you have an arena band like five finger death punch, but then they're speed metal or heavy metal, I love them, but they get yeah. qualified, you know, into a very, you know, uh, mini niche, even though they're huge. So let me ask you about a couple of albums that just came out. Sure. I don't know if you have had a chance to, to listen to them at all. Um, have you listened to Noah Cyrus's EP?
2: I've only heard the, I've only heard the single, and I really liked it, but I have not heard the whole EP.
0: I mean, I have listened down to this album. I, I'd love to hear what you think. You know, at any point, but I've listened down to this yeah. album in a row, probably you know, ten times now. It seems almost <laughs> reminiscent to me of how important Joni Mitchell's uh, song of "The Seagull" was. Wow! Start with the, Star of "The Seagull" or "Song of the Seagull." I can't think of it from '68. Oh, that Stills played okay. the bass on. Yeah, it, it seems like that important an album. Okay, so so you're not sure about that. And have you listened to or heard anything from the Pretty Reckless's new album?
2: I haven't. No, I'm okay. sorry.
0: I'm giving you some homework assignments Great. now to, to, to check out about that. All right. So now you did D'Angelo. You've done yep. what what do you think is your favorite episode out of all the albums you've done?
2: Well, we primarily our primary thing is like taking a single song and going really deep in one Mm -hmm. song because usually that's like the best entry to learn there's always this pairing and switched on pop where it's like it's the song it's some larger aha about music Mm -hmm. or maybe culture or music history right we only look at albums when there is something we can't turn away like it's so (laughs) essential so like d'angelo's voodoo is the 20th anniversary i love voodoo i think i don't it's very hard to pick a favorite but i think the song that was a sort of transformative moment for us was, to be honest, was uh, Taylor Swift's Blank Space. And, and it's because what, I, what I've learned about Taylor, I, I was just speaking with a journalist that profiled her uh, for the Vogue September issue last year. And she says, you know, she, Taylor is fundamentally a songwriter geek, and she's also a puzzles geek. She loves these two things so much. That in all of her songs, there's like deeper embedded meaning and all sorts of little references that, if you are someone willing to work with her, you're gonna find stuff that will really surprise you. So, just in blank space, for example, she there's two moments that I really love. Um, she talks about hey, hey, I've got a blank space for you, and I'll write your name. Right? She's like this little pen click. It's sweet. In the drum beat pattern, there are all of these gated moments where it's like and there's all these like blank spaces built into it so and you can hear this in all of the instrumentation there's like all these little moments of silence that are happening and you realize that she's putting this motif of the blank space into the music we call that text painting or word painting i really like that she does another great Say example
0: Say, yeah. our watchers listeners describe that one more time
2: Text painting. So it's yeah. it's it's a it's actually a concept that's very old. It comes um, from old like Renaissance music, where um, I'm trying to recall the the piece we wrote about it in our book. But I'm my my like there's a great old French song. It's called "When the Lark Beats Its Wings." And when the person sings this song in French, and I don't speak French, so I, I won't do the French. But basically, when they say like "When the Lark Beats Its Wings," when they sing the word "beats." The voice flutters, you know, goes like beats its wings. So mm-hmm. the the words are literally painting the meaning of the, or the the way that the song is performed, paints the texture of the word. So texture, yeah. a very common one would also like one of the best ones would be like Justin Timberlake, who does what goes around goes around goes around goes around comes back around, like whatever, like that. Yeah. He starts on a note. He goes away from the note. He comes back up. He hits the note again. And when he does that, he's literally gone back around from the start (laughs) to the end. So that's text
0: painting. Um, It's fascinating. It really is. So, um, so, so. Finish on this Taylor Swift. Taylor Taylor
2: Swift has a wonderful moment where she says um, in the song. At one point, she says, "I'm going to make all the tables turn," and she's sort of saying, "Like I'm going to take control of my agency in relationship." Uh, you know, a lot of contemporary popular music is based off of um, loop-based music. In this song, right. the, the bass is looping kind of throughout over the same chord progression. But on this one moment, the bass changes. She says, I'm going to make the tables turn and the bass goes way up the scale and then goes back down. So she's basically saying like, look, I control my music. I control my man. I control myself. She's taking agency over music. And I, when I just heard that, I was like, people don't, like, she's one of the biggest stars in the world but I think she's not given nearly enough attention for the qua- the, the strength of the songwriting that she did. Yeah,
0: they're not her. seeking a gravitas behind what she's doing because it's easy to chalk her off as a bubblegum, you know, candy yeah. pop.
2: Yeah. Which so, she's I think, not. I, and so I know that's not rock and roll. Like, that's not voodoo. But, like, the point is, like, I think in some of the best, best songs, like songs that have lasting power, there's usually mm-hmm. stuff in there that makes them last, even if it might not be for us.
0: Right. Right. No, listen. I I
2: agree with you. Go ahead. Well, because I was gonna say, like, at, when I first listened to Blank Space, I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is for me. And by the end of it, I'm like, I've been pulled into this whole world. I I'm like now a whole Taylor stan, even though I think I fall outside the demographic of people that she was probably trying to pull in. But I love it. It's amazing. She's such. She's an incredible song songwriter.
0: I, I listen. I am a huge. Taylor Swift fan, I have to say, I, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. You know, listen. But then you get mad at me. I'm a huge Nickelback fan. Okay, shh, don't tell anyone. Now, let me ask you a quick question. Do you prefer Apple or Spotify, Charlie?
2: I use both. I use Apple for all my personal listening because I've been listening on it forever, and it knows me so well. <laughs> Has my entire library of iTunes since when I was in like middle school, and I use Spotify for all my professional listening uh, uh, and, and sort of more contemporary stuff.
0: I love that. Now, Charlie, yeah. tell us where can everybody find you across social media?
2: Uh I am at Charlie Harding. Definitely would love people to follow at switched on pop is where a lot of our music stuff is happening and switched on pop the podcast is available everywhere you get your podcast, obviously.
0: Yeah, and uh Carly Ray is coming up.
2: She's going to be coming up in a week. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, this is really meeting the muse. I'm
0: excited, too. Yeah, I can't wait. I, next, I want to hear Fiona Apple, okay? So let me know when that's happening because I feel like she's going to hear this episode. It's so brilliantly done. And if you haven't heard it yet, please check out every episode of Charlie Harding's show, Switched on Pop. Yes, right now, Apple, Stitcher. What do you got, Jason? You.
1: Nothing. I'm just really excited about all this stuff. I love that somebody else – um can talk about these artists and feel very comfortable. But I love pop music. I like Taylor Swift stuff and um, Carly Rae. And I like my rock and roll and my hip hop, but this stuff is fun to hear. Yeah. It's showing you
0: also these artists and the songwriters like Ali Tamposi's and the, and, the, and, the, and the, all these different people who are writing for these artists. They're also kind of brilliant. You know, it's not some, Oh yeah, let's put a C and a G and an A and an F together and fuck you.
2: These folks know what they're doing. They're either road worn and toured forever and written hundreds and thousands <laughs> of songs, or they've gone to music school. They're they they know what they're doing. There's a lot of intent. There's a lot of intuition built off of a lot of experience. But they there is a, a real craft to it all.
0: Agreed. Jason, you got anything else you want to add? No.
1: Max, Charlie, um, I, I I really enjoyed listening to all that. And uh, yeah.
0: All and, right, and, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Charlie Harding. Thank Charlie, you so, thank so, for so much Charlie. for coming man. Well,
1: well, Keep promoting this thing. Remember, switched on pop. Go there at switched on pop. Go check out the show. Get it wherever your podcast list you listen to your podcast. Very exciting.
0: Cheers, guys. Absolutely. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks Thank coming, you, Charlie. Have a great one. Bye. Happy Have Monday. a great day. <laughs> Huzzah.
1: Huzzah. I that was awesome. That was a really
0: interesting conversation. I learned so How much about, about it. But how's my sound?
1: You sound you sound good.
0: Do I? Because I, I heard you I didn't
1: says you sound a little tinny i'm not going to mess with that right now and he can't send you those messages anymore in the middle of the show because it will just make us think about it and it won't be it we, it doesn't mean we could change anything right this we message. have
0: producers in my ear but that's okay i don't mind i love that we got to a place where there is a producer in my ear that's fantastic <laughs> it really is i'm so blessed okay that was fascinating and his podcast is fucking fascinating um i know i keep calling his he has a co-host but i, I it's I just because we were talking to him it the way they and they really do give a gravitas they give a, a validation to like if you think it's this bubblegum shit you're like you know there's a reason you like this and you know you're secretly not going to admit it
1: it's it's cuz i love love that's why i love that music cuz i love love
0: you know what? I love, I love falling yeah. in love <laughs> that's awesome i love with falling in love
1: I am too. It's sometimes I, I love, I love the emotions that pop music brings out, but it's kind of interesting to, you know, it's really interesting to hear like how like the music actually is co- complementing the lyrics in that much of a form. I didn't really think about that. Um, and I never really have, but I'm not a musician. So that's probably part but of you the know, reason as
0: I- musician. I'm a musician and there's stuff, you know, I'm a, I'm a classically trained musician and, you know, I know theory, I can chart an orchestra and I'm listening to these guys talk and I'm like, huh. I do not think I listened as well as I could have because <laughs> right? <it's> cool <laughs> these guys are super smart, super on it. And they pick things out where really it does make me feel better about liking these songs that I absolutely fucking love, like Carly Rae and Taylor Swift, because if you listen like everyone's, it's easy to say Fiona Apple's a genius. Okay. Fiona Apple's a fucking genius. Right. Right. No one's arguing that. No, right. But, but you it's not easy to say Carly Rae is. well i can i think she's well i sure you can but i'm saying in 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 popular culture it's not the. yeah no this is like it's okay yep i keep cutting you off today go ahead speak no no
1: i just i was agreeing with you i think that you're right it's you know there you know people don't necessarily think about all those pieces i personally think carly ray of all the kind of those those uh artists that came out about that same time female kind of where you think we're all bubblegum stuff was always a kind of a step above, but now I know why I think it like it's, it's good to
0: by the way, pink. I mean, you have a lot and pink is much more widely, I guess, respected. quote unquote, though. It always baffles me how someone like a Taylor Swift, you know, can be that popular across that. And she's won a lot of Grammys, right? It's not like she's not a Grammy award winning artist. Correct. Am Am I correct about this? Pink? I think Pink's won Grammys. Not Pink, uh, Taylor, Taylor, out. Oh, Taylor's won Grammys for sure. Okay, so oh, and by the way, I really want to say this. Um, again, I don't read reviews, so I don't know what people think is good or not. I just know what I like. So the new album by Noah Cyrus. Uh, this album, I got it. Have you listened to this? It's called The End of Everything. Well, no, I have not. You know, I got high and saw Jesus and uh, uh, lonely. This thing, it's a, it's an EP, which is a very interesting. She, she went very old school. I mean, I feel like she could have put this out on vinyl. Again, it feels very varnish stripped, um, mm-hmm. but the production is beautiful. Uh, but these songs—they really do remind me of Joni Mitchell's debut album in '68, and it reminds me of the importance of it. There's something about this album, this this the end of everything. First of all, I don't know how old Noah Cyrus is, and and the fact that she's related to all the Cyruses, like Miley, and what is it? Uh, her dad is uh, Billy Ray. Ray? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's obviously a genius uh, thing that goes through the 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 blood, right? But this is a next right. level thing. Like, it's interesting. I was thinking about this. Imagine being Miley Cyrus's little sister, right? I imagine it's her, her little sister. Right. right. That's correct.
1: Yeah. She's only 20.
0: Did you find she's me out if Taylor? Yeah. Okay. So she's a little sister. Did you find me out if Taylor was nominated for a Grammy? Uh, t- or oh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I think she's won
1: several. And and Kylie's only taken three or four from her. Um, let's see. See how many Grammys she got. She's well, what got. Did, okay, go ahead. She won al- Best Album 2016, Music Video 2016, Pop Vocal Album 2016, Song Written for a Visual Media 2013, Country Song 2012, Country Solo 2012. album
0: two genres. Country
1: Song country 2010, 100. Album 2010, Female Country Vocal Performance 2010. One. One song. Yeah, and then then she's nominee for song, pop vocal album, all okay, the way. So Prove my point. That's what
0: I wanted to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm not sorry. Like sorry, not sorry. Is that what it is? So, because you you really have uh, made I think that's a Taylor Swift song. So I'm just kidding. I, it's not. But- By the way, is it? Because if it's not, it should be. Is that Jack Daniels? Oh uh, no, it's a uh,
1: whiskey. No, I
0: see what it looks like, Pure Leaf. But is it Jack Daniels?
1: That's what I want to know.
0: All right. So, but that, my point is that you have this artist who is dominated two genres. She crossed over from country, went into pop, right? On top of that, that's not a mistake or luck, right? uh, Right. She does both. Okay. Then she is nominated and wins. She can't even hold them in both hands. How many Grammys yet with those credentials, people still look at her like she's a fucking joke and right. you know she has to combat this you know nonsense that goes on and and at least we have a show like this where it could say listen here's the genius in this songwriting here's why there's so many nominations here's why you act like you hated but you secretly listen to
1: her yeah can't you, you, you can't she's just got an earworm about thinking about
0: what no
1: i just thinking doing? about i was just thinking about i don't hate her i like her music I mean, I feel like she's like in charge. Like, I I don't think of her as somebody that doesn't have the ability to control. I mean, she basically changed the way Spotify uh, monetizes, you know, their 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 music. You know, she's no the one. You know, yeah, she's no joke. She's a he- she's a heavy hitter at this point. Nobody's not paying attention to that lady. But I think I, on the other side, I think what you're saying is, and I think which is true, is a lot of people who are into music might dismiss her as something simple or not having the same gravitas as you know some of the rock bands or music that they grow up with.
0: Yeah, but yes to everything you just said, and I also think there's people who are into music that, on the surface, will act like she is a joke or you know, oh, you know, fuck her. Let's let's just like I I challenge you to write one song that works like that, and also I challenge you to take your deepest fears or secrets or inner desires about men or women, you know, or the crush you have, and tell everyone in the world about them.
1: Challenge accepted.
0: Oh yeah, good. I'd like to hear that actually. Will you do that us? Starburns oh, yeah. Audio Challenge accepted. I like that. I like that. Okay. So, yeah, but I do have to highly recommend the the Noah Cyrus, the, uh, the end of everything. And I'm very curious to what everybody, Stephanie Taylor Swift is incredibly talented. Yes. She's fucking, you. it's incredible. It's a gift. Yep. So, yep. all right. Uh, also, by the way, Scott Porch, can you please get us uh, Noah Cyrus? All, all our fans, we please write Noah Cyrus and tell her she should do um, "I Got High with Jesus" live acoustic on our show.
1: Dear Noah Cyrus,
0: and I just want everybody, all our, all our friends, all our subscribers, all our friends, just, just start bombarding Noah Cyrus. Just one song. And it'll take her four minutes. Four
1: minutes. She doesn't even have to talk to us. We don't even have to look no. at her. We can, go away. Yeah.
0: Wait, we can at just her. give her I'll the wait. screen. Yeah, we'll be out of the we'll be like, ladies and gentlemen, Noah Cyrus, and then boop, we'll just wipe, and then you'll just watch her in her, you know, ten million dollar house while she plays this fucking sick song, and then we'll come back on and we'll just gush.
1: Yep. Yep. She never has that. We never even have to share the same screen. Just please. No. Yeah. Noah.
0: By the way, Noah. Yeah. And by the way, right now, and I love Miley, but if you gave me a choice right this second between Noah or Miley, I'm oh. picking Noah. Yeah. And this is what I was gonna finish. This is the thought I was gonna finish before I forget again. Um and no, that's not weed, kids. Weed is safe. Weed does not make your brain forget what you were about to say. Like I just did again. Nitrous does that, so don't do that. But, but whippets are—I—I, I, uh, God, don't do not try whippets. They're no—they're no good for you. But what I was saying was to be in a shadow of Miley Cyrus. You know, your whole life. And then all of a sudden, you know, you make something that is just separates you completely. And and wouldn't you think that like this person goes, you know, is there even ever going to be a time for me to release an album? Is there going to be a time where I can come out from under this? And then to do this in such a big way, and they're obviously a very supportive family, but wow! All right, that's all. I'm, I'm yeah. done talking about. Noah.
1: Did I ever tell you about my dog Miley Cyrus?
0: No, you did not.
1: Yeah, him. my dog is in a commercial with Miley Cyrus. I, won't, I We don't have time today, but um,
0: my we Oliver,
1: right? we're getting close. We got like nine minutes, but we got Jeez. stuff. Um, I gotta find it. Um, uh, but my, Miley, after Miley got in trouble for smoking the what is it, salvia, got caught with the video and stuff, she had to do some PR stuff. Trouble, trouble. Um, and so she had to do a piece. So she was doing some PSAs, and so I, I had some um, uh, some buddies who were gonna be the. They were the making the, the the commercial and their dog dropped out at the last minute so they called me and was like can your dog come and i was like i don't know if my dog's trained but you wanted two you things going to happen what oliver um so either Rest his soul. yeah so either he was going to bite her and i'd be on tmz or it was going to be awesome <laughs> and i but either way we'd be famous we'd, we'd we'd be notorious and yeah we uh we went there and uh was the um, yeah he um no i wasn't um but no, what uh, was I was the commercial. What was the brand for something called Get Your Good? On it was a PSA that she was doing for, um, mm-hmm. you know, to pay back her that was part of her community service or whatever. All but right. yeah, and Oliver was in there and he got he was on he's in the first half of the video and then at a certain point he licks her and he gets his his tongue all the way up and like mm-hmm.
0: and uh right.
1: and then she goes, uh, she's uh, she's uh, then then she kind of like. I it, they had to stop the commercial. Little, Can you keep your dog from licking my inside my mouth? And then he, he and he didn't. He just kinda laid there kind of flat after that because she wasn't super nice. Like
0: I mean you can't blame uh, her.
1: So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he, mean she yeah. asked for to kiss and he's a big dog, but I think he got it all the way in. And so uh, you know, we so that about that point.
0: I think he got it all <laughs> the way in.
1: <laughs> we uh yeah, yeah, that was super fun. So we got that video forever. We have uh Oliver and Miley hanging out kissing. When I
0: hear PSA, all I hear is uh no money no money <laughs> free <laughs> oh, psa no money oh, <laughs> go no. home i'm going to leave i'm going to be in the red just from leaving my place to go do this now though you can do psas from your house everything's oh, yeah. changed this is all yeah. the new world as long as you have a camera
1: you have all the things now cliff you can just you could probably start recording uh, mercedes benz commercials psas oh, no. you have
0: all Wait the things like at the the DSL uh, camera hooked up this week with the Ethernet cord. Everything going. We we'll get the sound. thing. we're not even gonna talk about the sound. All right. By the way, I'm just gonna you know uh, let people know about the Zabar saga. Not one person. Hey, stuff, Not one person from Zabar's has commented, cared, or given a shit. Which more so makes me think, fuck Zabar's. That's all. They didn't even. I, I had such a great response on Instagram from people who were just very nice about it and very like, and a lot of other people who came forward with issues with Zabar. And I know you may not find this interesting, Jason, but I do. I, I, Zabar fucked up my mom's Mother's Day from my point of view. My mother, by the way, is fine. She's like, I don't care. It's fine. Maybe you should cancel it altogether.
1: If you, if you, it, everybody at home, if you ever want to have some fun, look up the name Cliff Dorfman and skip past the first all the news about this show and all his writing and stuff and go down a little deep, and you will see that Cliff Dorfman's like post, out there. He is like the consumer advocate of like LA. They, he's got Thank there's you. he's got bars and Hulu and um, a bunch yeah, of yeah, other Hulu ones
0: to fix that outage, by the way.
1: He gets things fixed. I love yeah. it.
0: Yes. I don't, you know, I used to be the asshole at the, uh, at the, hey, Dylan, I used to be the asshole at the, uh, the, what do you call it? At the, at the hotel. Like when mm-hmm. I was on, okay, do we have time for this little story. We got five minutes. All right. I'm going to tell this story. So friend of mine, God rest his soul, Harry Morton. Uh, he's gone now, but he was a restaurateur, very you know, Pink Tacos, a wonderful human, very smart man. His father, of course, is uh, the empresario. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Morton, right? Morton Steak. Uh, you know, he owned Hard Rock Hotel. So I was not as friendly with Harry Morton when I was doing uh, Entourage. Okay. I was getting to, I just barely had met him at the time. And we uh, decided to go to uh, the Vegas for the weekend. we're going to the uh, Oscar De La Hoya fight. HBO got us all seats at the cast. And it was a Floyd Mayweather and De La Hoya. It was a fucking sick fight. And De La Hoya got just knocked the fuck out by a liver shot. I mean, I liver that. shots are deadly, man. So, uh, you know, we get there. We're, we're, we're um, wait, what was the point of this? There was a point. Come on, keep me on track, buddy. You're talking about okay, not friendly hotel, and you made right yeah, so, entourage. You guys, right? right. When we, we decide to stay at the Hard Rock, now uh, uh, Harry at the, is running the Hard Rock, I guess, and um, I, I, you know, I don't really know him, but I guess that's the reason we're staying at the Hard Rock. I guess some of the other guys hooked it up who are closer with him. I don't really know. I don't really care. I'm not really thinking about it. We get there and every fucking thing is wrong from the moment we get in. Now I'm that guy. I'm filling out every comment card. I'm like, who's the manager on duty. Let me speak to the GM. Like when I was on my honeymoon in in Maui at the, uh, at the Ritz, there were like four things that were wrong. I got the seat. Like, I feel like I got the president of the Ritz Carlton in Atlanta on the phone from my honeymoon. And I'm like, why am I calling you on my honeymoon? From one of your hotels, you know why? Because your hotel sucks, and I got like a, a huge free trip and like nine free things and an eight hundred dollar dinner. But I'm that guy, so I, I've i mellowed, you know, because we're all humans, and I don't like other people getting in trouble for shit. I, I've right. evolved, and oh, so the end of that story was I filled out a comment card at the uh, at the Hard Rock. I didn't say anything That's to right. any of the other guys. You know, I'm with none of the writers. Right, it's not the comment card. Da, 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 this, 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 and of course, I fucking sign my name. I'm not like hiding. Whereas, all of a sudden, I'm in the office, and I hear like, "Dorfman, what the fuck? You fill out a comment card at the Hard Rock?" The fucking <laughs> Morton just called. He fucking gonna fire people. I'm like, what? Morton's reading the fucking comments. I think that's actually how I became friends with Harry. Uh anyway, so Friends, I used. To, we were very close acquaintances. I'd say we've hung out. Enough well, to say almost friends. He comp you a couple meals not and not always. No, no, no. Because- he's not a comp'er. He's not a comp'er. You buy him <laughs> a dinner. You buy, you go to Pink Taco and buy him a dinner. That That's guy funny. wasn't comping anyway. Now, not for me. I know like people like, uh like Patrick Hollick, he would comp Patrick, you know, I got to get, right. get him more famous, man. get him more famous. Rest Harry though, he's such a wonderful person. Really is. And I'm not saying that because he's dead, because if I didn't like him, I'd say fuck him. Yeah, he, yeah. He or you good. wouldn't say nothing at all. You're actually right. I would say nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said fuck him all right so we have tomorrow Who do we have tomorrow we have
1: someone really good tomorrow oh yeah great tomorrow uh oh you're gonna yeah. get in trouble
0: Scott's gonna get you Scott's, yeah, gonna, get Scott's you. gonna get very mad at me no, we, we actually are
1: we actually um we are actually making a couple adjustments to the schedule so tomorrow's we'll let you know tomorrow morning we have somebody great and it'll be somebody wonderful but we're making a couple switches uh around for the week so it's good and um but we've got Jordan Harbinger coming up this week we've got some really great people. Um next week I'm gonna tell you guys this right now because I already got it and it's my birthday, so I get to share this information. My birthday is Thursday. 29. and for my birthday and also for the show, and also because we just want really excited. Dun, dun, dun. Gilbert Godfrey is gonna be on the show yes. on May 28th, Thursday. Um, on top of a lot of our great guests. We're very excited, but uh yeah, we just uh, week,
0: we're, we're gonna talk about, about the the scream reboot that'll be starring in as you know, re what would it be? Not not re. What is he doing to his character? He's reprising it.
1: Reprising, it. yeah,
0: like Rocky reprising. and Creed.
1: Yes, like, exactly. like Sly and Creed.
0: Like Sly and Creed, Davey is reprising Dewey in the new Scream reboot uh, with some very big hitters. All the Ready Player One, right? Mm-hmm. People ready or not? No, ready or not, people.
1: Ready or not, ready or not, people. Yep. Did you watch
0: that movie real quick before yeah.
1: we go? Yeah, I love that movie. That movie is love. fucking. For yeah, what it was. it was. It was such a cool yeah. genre movie. I enjoyed the shit out of that.
0: You're in and out. They don't take themselves too seriously. And it's just fucking, you know,
1: good fare Uh like, like a non-sci-fi version of like Cabin in the Woods. It's like completely subverts your expectations. And it was that's so really
0: fun. well said. That's really well said. Yeah. So if you're looking for a good, quick, fun fucking romp, you know, that's gonna scare the shit out of you a little bit, uh, uh ready or not. That's damn right. Yeah, so right, in recap, we're gonna get off of here, but remember, watch the great. Download Noah Cyrus. Bombard Noah Cyrus with with wants to perform on this show. Fuck Zaybars. Fuck bars VR uh-huh. boxing. Do it. Yes. That- VR boxing. Creed. And the box. Cardio. Huzzah. Huzzah, everyone. We'll see you at the next one. Stuck at home. Bye, Bye
2: stay everybody.
0: Safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. What do you like to say? Take care of each other. Take care of each other. I love y'all. Love you. Ya. Bye, guys. see you tomorrow